0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: This week on the Chicago Bears Review. Our beloved Chicago Bears popped the cork on the 2014 preseason when they hosted the defending NFC East champion Philadelphia Eagles at Soldier Field on Friday night. How did the new look defense hold up? And was the offense still its old self? All of this and so much more on the preseason week one review episode of The Chicago Bears Review. One down, three to go before we finally get to the beginning of the 2014 regular season. And uh, we get down to the nitty-gritty, to the games that matter. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back for the preseason week one review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Our beloved took on the Philadelphia Eagles this past Friday night at Soldier Field. And, um, you know, for the most part, I think that uh, we'd be happy with everything that we saw uh, or for with most of what we saw, I should say, the Bears did come out with the victory, 34 to 28. In um, you know one of those preseason games that uh, was 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 fun pretty much from beginning to end. Even though after the first you know quarter or so, you didn't really know or care about who was on the field uh, anymore. But um, you know the the starters uh, p- uh, played the fir- majority of the first uh, quarter. Uh, and, um, you know, then the reserves and everything took over from there. Uh, today is Tuesday, so I'm uh, a little behind on when I wanted to be able to get the show done, but uh, been a little bit busy uh, with, uh, with life, unfortunately. So, But uh, finally got some things uh, squared away and uh, good to go now. Uh, a couple of days from today on Thursday night, the Bears' premiere Monday Night Football on Thursday of all nights uh, when they take on the Jaguars uh, in the second preseason game where we'll see the starters probably play uh, like the entire first quarter, maybe into the second quarter, depending on how the drives uh, go. And uh, that should be fun seeing them play uh, for anyone who was watching the game. Um, and I found out that it, this wasn't just uh, my area that this was happening to but the majority of the time that the starters were on the field, and it just so happened that it started right around the time that the Bears got the ball. uh, Actually, it happened really early in the first quarter that all of a sudden the feed uh, for the game started going screwy. Everybody was looking at these two digitized box bars going across the screen, and you could vaguely kind of see a football game taking place underneath it. Um, it started when the, the like like right on the first drive, I, I believe, uh, when the Eagles had the football because uh, I believe it was Ryan Mundy that picked off the pass from the Eagles uh, to start off the you know their first drive. Uh, Ryan Mundy, who was uh, the starter along with um, Danny McCray, uh, the former Dallas Cowboy uh, at the two safety spots on defense to start the night, uh, was able to intercept it and the Bears kind of went three and out on their first drive and had a field goal, I believe was blocked. Um, I didn't take notes, guys, I'm sorry. But I was, I was watching the game the best I could through these ugly gray bars. I, sh- I should have watched the replay on NFL Network, but uh, I didn't get a chance to. Um, but I did watch the game, and then in the second drive, all throughout Philly's second drive, and then through the majority of the Bears' second offensive possession which resulted in a touchdown we'll talk about that a little bit later on the majority of that drive that bar was going across and i got phone calls from four different people all asking me if i had the same thing going on on my screen and i felt a little bit better uh, when my dad called from the chicago area to know that it wasn't just us here in the quad cities about 200 miles west of chicago that we're having to deal with this problem it was a source of problem it was something that was going on with fox or with their local coverage or whatever that we weren't uh that we were experiencing this so it doesn't just wasn't my area getting a bad feed from chicago or anything like that but uh and then i went on facebook later on that night to see that uh yeah anybody trying to watch the bear preseason game at that point had to deal with those technical uh problems uh, throughout the uh first quarter but um anyway Uh, The other news that we wanted to cover real quick before we dive into our assessment of the football game itself was the news uh, in the couple of weeks that we've been away since our last preview uh, episode where we talked just about our beloved Chicago Bears and uh, the the taking place of this football game here. We've had the, the altercation, the suspension, and inevitably earlier this week the return of Martellus Bennett. Now, for anyone who was under a rock as far as the Bears were concerned, uh, last week uh, Martellus Bennett uh, catches a pass uh, in practice, and uh, Kyle Fuller, our first-round draft choice, uh, makes a makes a tackle where he kind of it was one of those things where his arm reached across his chest and like hooked onto the the front of his shoulder pad, and Kyle Fuller kind of kind of ripped you know like raked him across the chest and you know kind of i don't want to use the word violently but maybe aggressively i guess kind of sent uh Bennett, you know like spinning and he goes to the ground uh i don't know what it was that um angered him as much as it did i mean it it certainly didn't look too innocent on the surface as far as the 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 tackle that kyle, kyle fuller was attempting on that particular play maybe it was uh maybe it was a stay up period where you just want to tap tap t- touch or tag the defender and let him go and he you know got tackled and maybe that's what pissed him off or whatever but nonetheless Bennett gets up he goes right for Fuller and takes him to the ground kind of kind of throws him to the ground now this is a 6 foot 6 250 260 pound guy going up against a 6 foot tall 180 pound uh Defensive back, so the the 270 pound tight end is probably going to win every single time there when he's got uh, six inches and uh, you know 70 pounds on him. Um, and so, not only did he have that little altercation, which was quickly broken up, but he also got into a shouting match with Brandon Marshall uh, right afterwards, with the whole Chicago Bear Nation right there on the practice field watching uh, at the same time. Uh, It was uh, later determined that he would be suspended, quote-unquote, indefinitely, and it turned out to be for six days was the length of suspension, so he did not play Friday night against the Eagles. However, he will play Thursday night, or one would assume anyway, one would assume that he would play Thursday night against the Jaguars because he returned to practice, I believe when the Bears returned to practice on Sunday, Martellus Bennett was back with the team and uh, practicing
0: That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.
1: Bennett had to pay in order to earn his right back onto the team. It wasn't made public, but Mark Trestman uh, did tell the media that he did everything that we asked him to do in order to allow his return. So whatever the Bears asked slash told him he had to do in order to earn his way back, Martellus Bennett has done that. He is back with the team, and we are whole again uh, on offense. So uh, just looking at the actual incident itself, it it doesn't look to be that big a deal. Just, you know, football is an emotional game played by emotional men, and, you know, sometimes even if it's your teammate, they can do something that will rub you the wrong way. You retaliate, and that's the end of it. Uh, apparently, uh, Martellus has not been the most model citizen in practice, or at least that's the the reports that I'm reading, you know, like from guys like Brad Biggs and such on Twitter, uh, Jeff Dickerson from ESPN 1000, things like that, saying that, um, you know, he hasn't quite always been going at the tempo that the Bears want him to uh, in practice and things like that. I don't know how much of that is, is true, but it wasn't just that one incident that got him suspended. Apparently that was the uh, – straw that broke the camel's back as far as the bears taking action to discipline Bennett uh, for his behavior so anyway it's uh it's happened it's done it's over with everybody's back and everybody's raring to go and uh ready to move forward uh with this season so all right so that's all I wanted to address there uh getting ready to uh move on to game number two but before we do that we have to preview what went down on Friday night between the Bears and the Eagles in the preseason opener. So like uh, most Bear fans, it felt like Christmas came early when we finally got to see our beloved take the field on Friday, August the 8th. Against the Philadelphia Eagles, even though it was that first preseason game that no one really cares for or anything like that, and most people don't even watch all the way through. Uh, this one was exciting enough that you probably uh, were remiss to not watch it. It was a 34 to 28, uh, uh, you know, shootout between the two teams as far as putting points and such on the board. You had kick returns, you had uh, the Bears forcing four turnovers in the ball game and big plays all over the place. Uh, The 70 something yard touchdown pass uh, for the bears. And uh, you know, all the quarterbacks except one seemed to actually play pretty well uh, in the game uh, on Friday night. So it was, uh, it was fun just to see him back out there to see those colors, those blue and orange uh, colors out there out on the field uh, doing what they do uh, once again. So you know, we already talked about how the game got started because of the technical difficulties, and because of the technical difficulties, I really can't say that I was able to see all that was happening uh, with the uh, with the Bears on offense or defense. Um, the The Bears, the technical difficulties began in the middle of the uh, first offensive drive for the Philadelphia Eagles, which means that our much ballyhooed defense. Uh, finally was able to take the field without Jared Allen, who did not play on Friday night because he was celebrating the birth of a new daughter that had just come along uh, either a day or two before um, the game took place. I think she was born on Wednesday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever, but he was gone from the team for a few days, did not play on Friday night. I think he was in Soldier Field. I think he was there in street clothes uh, on Friday night uh, to, to at least be on the sidelines with his teammates but because he'd missed practice i think f- tuesday wednesday thursday something like that he did not play on friday night however he will play on thursday uh against the jaguars so we'll finally get our first look at jared allen in a bear uniform on thursday night even without jared allen what we saw from the defensive line from the front four uh and such on thursday on friday night excuse me I, th- I thought it was promising. I, th- I thought it was very promising because we were creating pressure. We didn't get any sacks, but it was forcing this, this super quick-hitting, time-oriented offense of Chip Kelly's and the Philadelphia Eagles. Nick Foles looked confused out there at times, and we saw it paramount in the moment where he threw the first interception to Ryan Mundy. He was under pressure. It forced him to make a throw he did not want to make and it resulted in a turnover for the chicago bears ryan mundy getting his name out there with bear fans very early on by making a turnover on the first possession of the entire preseason um so that was something that was uh, very promising to see the run defense at times looked vastly improved i mean i know we it's it's still only the preseason but we were swarming it. The team just defensively, anyway. And and I and I hate to get excited because it's the first preseason game. For anybody who remembers how excited I was about John Bostic and Kasim Green after the first game against the Carolina Panthers last year where i actually took to facebook and saying well i can see why we only signed dj williams and james anderson to one-year contracts because green and bostic they're going to be your starters next year after that first game they played against the panthers it was amazing it's easy to see why these guys are playing already and blah 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 and they played like rookies when they got the chance unfortunately but um you know you hate to get excited this early on But it was such a change from what we had to endure last year that it was exciting. It was nice to see the Bears getting after somebody, you know, for there to be actual pressure, you know, forcing turnovers. I mean, we don't always have to get to the quarterback because we know that it's not going to happen more than it will. We know that we're not going to have more sacks than, you know, than not uh, throughout the whole football season. But... You know, it was nice to see that the pressure did have an effect, that it caused uh, Nick Foles to make a mistake that resulted in a turnover for the Bears. And uh, unfortunately, we were able to turn that first turnover into points, but it was promising to see. Now, in the linebacker position, that's where things were a little bit sketchy. The starters on Friday night were Lance Briggs, uh, DJ Williams in the middle, and Shea McClellan were your uh, starters, and Shane McClellan did not look very sharp on Friday night, he looked like a guy that was learning the position, um, he he was looked like he was either out of position or confused, one of the two, maybe both. Uh, on a few balls that that ended up going about 15 or 20 yards uh or so uh ended up getting big plays losing the tight end in coverage uh and things like that things that he's going to be responsible for in the middle of the field now the bears aren't going to be playing you know the same lovey tampa two, but in in a zone defense the uh The linebackers are responsible for the middle of the field and uh, Shane McClellan, on a few plays at least, was not doing his job and looked a little bit out of sorts uh, when he tried. So that will be something that you'll want to keep an eye on as we move forward in the preseason this week against the Jaguars and especially a couple of weeks from now when we play the Seattle Seahawks on uh, Friday night. It's going to be like the... Uh, it's going to be on the NFL network. I think that's going to be live on the NFL network. If not, then you know wherever you get a chance to watch the preseason games for the Bears, that's where you'll be able to uh, that's where you'll be able to catch it. But um you know, uh, back to the defensive line for a second. Um, not only were they causing the pressure that forced the turnover, the interception uh, from Nick Foles, but the pressure itself was causing penalties. Holding penalties from the offensive lineman. Jay Ratliff in the you know ten snaps or so that he played looked like a beast. He looked like the guy that, you know, the Dallas Cowboys didn't want to lose. This was the guy that Jerry Jones was upset to lose. Uh, Last year uh, when they had to cut him loose because of the recovery time for the the injury that he had suffered, uh, you know, the groin injury that he had and needed surgery for, you know, he was all over the place uh, getting pressure up the middle of the field, something the Bears sorely, sorely missed last year was a presence and a pressure from the middle of that defensive line and you know with with houston and with willie young who was doing what we're used to seeing him do from detroit which was putting the pressure on the quarterback but not being able to close the deal he had i think something like uh, you know, 20 quarterbacks, something I think in the high teens at least, quarterback pressures last year but only finished the year with about five sacks because he wasn't able to close the close the gap uh, when he was playing uh, in Detroit, something he's looking to change uh, this year and something in the that's just something fundamental he needs to repair. But that's something that we did not see from this defensive line. It doesn't always have to cause Turnovers, it doesn't always have to cause sacks, you know. With its disruption, it can cause any one of those things. When the defensive line is doing its job, and for the short period of time that the starters were out there, they were definitely getting the job done. And I'm really anxious to see what we get from Jared Allen, and you know, have Allen on one side, Houston on the other, with Willie Young spelling one of the two of them, you know, uh, to give him a break uh, every now and then. Really interested to see what that tandem of, you know, that threesome of those guys can do. And then with Ratliff and Paya in the middle with Ferguson and Sutton, who did actually play well, but made some rookie mistakes from time to time uh, throughout the ball game, to see what that rotation looks like. And don't forget, we also have Nate Collins uh, in there as well, recovering from the ACL uh, injury. He uh, played a bit on Friday night uh, as well. But in the limited duty that we saw the starters in, I was encouraged I was encouraged, I don't want to say excited, but definitely encouraged with what we saw because it was such a drastic improvement from what we uh, had to put up with uh, last year in watching the defensive line of the Chicago Bears look nothing like a normal defensive line from the Chicago Bears so I'm loving this the the pressure and such that I was seeing the aggressiveness the bodies flying around that's really what you want to see because it creates chaos it clogs up lanes and then the next thing you know you know those those runs that that we would only be from a yard or two burst into eight or nine yard runs and so on and so forth last year, hoping that we can keep those, uh, those runs down to a minimum and even stuff them, get them in the backfield from time to time. And, uh, you know, like I said, you know, bold prediction or overreaction, uh, you know, uh, uh, from what we saw on Friday, this line is so far showing that they're capable uh, of that. Now on the offensive side of things, um, high expectations across the board for this unit Um, with Matt Forte with the two best wide receivers in football right now or at the very least the best tandem of wide receivers Uh, in the game right now with Martellus Bennett now that he's back on the team once again with an offensive line that went from 28th in sacks allowed to fourth last year in one season with this group uh, high expectations year number two in the Trestman system and so on big expectations for this team happy to say that from an from early indicators the offense was pretty much hitting on all cylinders and it also kind of appeared to trickle down to the lower units as well now obviously the second and third team guys did not look as sharp as the first team guys did but there were some positive things that we saw uh from each unit of the uh uh each unit of the offense or each level of offense if you want to do that um the, the big drive for the Bears, uh, for the starters anyway, was the, the second drive uh, after they forced another punt uh, from the Eagles. A 13-play, 69-yard drive, six and a half minutes for the Bears with uh, Cutler on the drive was something like nine for 11 or something like that on that drive uh, for like 85 yards. And it was... You know, And I know I just said the drive was only 69 yards long, but it was an like 85 yards passing for Cutler because of penalties and such that kept backing the, the Bears up and such. So they only gained 69 yards to score the touchdown, but they had to do 85 yards of offense to get those points on the board. And um, it ended in a 10-yard touchdown pass from Cutler, to Zach Miller who is right now the most popular player uh, amongst Chicago Bear fans considering that he made quite a name for himself uh, on Friday night not only did he catch the first touchdown of the season uh, for the Bears on a pass from Jake Cutler a really good looking back shoulder catch uh, as well uh, great concentration on his part did a great job keeping both feet in uh, to make the score count uh, he also came back uh, close to the end of the, uh, of the first half and caught a touchdown pass from Jordan Palmer to even the score with the Eagles at 14 uh, before they went into the, into the half there. So uh, on the night, uh, Zach Miller went from like the number three tight end on the depth chart to being that guy that, that Bear fans are going to be following for the rest of the preseason i mean he's the guy that was like okay well this guy tore the world up against the starters again you know for the eagles he he played a, a some uh decent amount of snaps and caught some balls uh from cutler you know with the first team playing against the guys that are going to be playing every down uh when we start playing on sundays uh and ended up with six catches 68 yards and two touchdowns on the day and here's what i find even more significant It shows six targets, so that means he caught every ball that came to him. Six catches on six passes thrown his way for those 68 yards and the two touchdowns. So, you know, a very impressive showing for Zach Miller, Uh, you know, a guy that that didn't play football uh, last year due to an injury he had when he was with the – I believe he was with the Jaguars last year. But this was a guy that the Bears – it was one of those – you know, invite-to-camp guys that we signed right after the season ended. He signed a contract with the Bears on December 30th last year when our last game was two days prior against the Packers on December the 28th. So this is the guy that's been with us the entire offseason, but one of those guys that was signed before uh, anything, you know, so it's like Zach Miller is uh, one of those guys that, uh, you know, obviously we're going to be keeping an eye on. Um, he got to see some playing time, benefited from the absence of uh, Martellus Bennett. Uh, Dante Rosario was the starting tight end for the game, but in the two tight end sets, Zach Miller was the guy that was also out on the field uh, with Rosario. Rosario did catch a couple of balls uh, as well, Uh, looked a little bit better than he had um, previously. He Didn't really see much action as far as catching passes even in the preseason last year, but made a really, really nice catch uh, from Cutler, about 23-yard pass uh, down the center of the field. Took a big hit uh, as well, held on to the ball as well. He caught two passes for 28 yards, both on that drive with with Jay. So uh, Marshall and Jeffrey, alshon had a pass taken away from him and when i say that i mean there was like a 40 yard pass from cutler to jeffrey that was taken away by a hold. it was a holding penalty uh so that one didn't end up counting he uh, officially alshon had one catch for 60 yards and Marshall had five catches for 31 yards, including a crazy one-handed catch that made the ESPN's top 10 that night. Uh, it was just one of those things. You, you've probably seen videos of Brandon making catches like that in practice, and then you see him go ahead and do it in game action uh, in, the, uh, in the preseason. So, But Cutler looked sharp. The first unit looked sharp, even without Kyle Long and Jordan Mills. Uh, Kyle Long, who had just returned to practice last week uh, after getting over that viral infection, did not play against uh, Philadelphia. Jordan Mills is uh, having some issues with that foot. I believe actually might be the other one, so maybe some some soreness from overcompensation uh, from the other foot going bad uh, and such. He hasn't been practicing this week, walking around with a boot uh, on his foot, probably just to keep it uh, stabilized and isolated. Uh, so there's no, uh, you know, no overexertion of the injured uh, foot. I mean, they're not saying that it's gonna cost him any significant time or that he won't play in the in the regular season, but they're uh, being cautious with him in the uh, in the preseason so far. But uh, Michael Ola, who was a, who the Bears claimed off of waivers, I believe from the from the Dolphins, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, Brian De La Puente, uh, who is uh, gonna be our center of the future basically uh, was the right guard in Kyle Long's uh, place and uh, you know they played pretty well Uh, running the football let's see Matt Forte did not do well running the ball so it wasn't pretty I mean they they have him down for three rushes and negative five yards so obviously not a great day running the ball for Matt Forte but um, I think one of those uh, one of those quote unquote rushes may have been a uh, a lateral pass because it doesn't show that he's he's got any catches in the game as i'm looking at the box score here it's not showing that he's got any any catches and i'm pretty sure he did catch one uh in the game it may have been a a lateral therefore counts as a rushing attempt and he got stuffed in the backfield with it i think that's maybe where the negative yardage comes from uh for uh forte now going on with the with the second units uh, we already talked about Jordan Palmer through a touchdown pass before halftime. That was kind of a, uh, a comeback thing for Palmer, who did not look sharp even against second-string uh, you know, defenders uh, for the uh, Eagles. He kind of looked out of sorts at times. Uh, he did throw an interception, not entirely his fault. He, number one, he should have gotten rid of the ball sooner, so he held on to the football a little bit too long. Buddy was hit as he threw, and that's where it was picked off. He'd had a chance to cleanly throw the football then I think um, you know, who knows, but um he was able to to rebound from the uh from the interception and lead the team uh, on a drive that got the bears back into the end zone to tie things up uh nine plays, eighty yards, nearly five minutes time of possession uh on that drive uh overall Jordan Palmer. Uh, finished with uh, 8 of 11, which is pretty good. Uh, 104, 104 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, he was sacked once, but he was also hit a couple of times. This The second, third string offensive lines um, allowed for a lot of pressure, which would also show why those guys are second and third teamers. But maybe that will improve when, you know, like Kyle Long and those guys return to the lineup, and then you've got Ola and De La Puente playing in the second string. But uh, speaking of De La Puente, he was actually the, I would say, the most significant injury uh, of the night, and it turns out just to be a sprain, but he got rolled up uh, in a pile, uh, had to leave the game early on, I believe in the second quarter uh, with a a sprained MCL. He's only going to be out a couple of uh, weeks, so it's nothing serious. We didn't lose him for the year with a torn ligament or anything like that, he will be back. But um, he was the the one guy that, uh, I mean, he left the field under his own power and and all that positive stuff, but he did leave the game uh, with an injury that did look ugly uh, when it actually happened. Um, Jordan Palmer, like I said, despite his numbers, 8 for 11, 104 yards, uh, touchdown, and a pick, uh, he looked to appear to be outplayed by Jimmy Clausen. A uh, guy that the Bears brought in at the end, after OTAs had ended, brought him in. Apparently, Jordan Palmer wasn't looking that sharp. Uh, they brought in uh, Jimmy Clausen to uh, to take uh, to take some second team snaps, and uh, his numbers aren't as well. He was the leading passer. He had 150 yards passing in the ball game, seven for 13. So his completion percentage wasn't all that great, but He did look to be the more poised, more accurate quarterback. Now, granted, he was going against probably more third stringers uh, than the second stringers that Palmer was facing. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, with the opportunity that he had, he came out in front, and I believe he's going to be the guy coming off the bench on Thursday night after Jay Cutler's got his reps in uh, against the Jaguars. So is going to get an opportunity, to play with the second teamers, to play against a little bit of a higher level of competition, we'll see how Jordan, you know, see if Jordan Palmer can, you know, get into a rhythm uh, against the uh, the third stringers, you know, second, more third string uh, when he gets a chance to play uh, on Thursday. Uh, Jimmy Clawson had the big offensive play uh, of the night uh, when he connected with uh, Chris Williams uh, on a 73-yard touchdown pass I believe that was in the fourth quarter, third quarter. It was in the middle of the third quarter, 73 yards uh, from Clawson to Williams. And it was one of those things where the perfect throw hit Williams in stride. Williams actually kind of juggled the ball in the air before coming down with it. He was fortunate enough that when he did juggle it, he, he kind of kept it in front of him. So... You know, it was one of those things where he didn't uh, have to lose step or he stayed in stride the whole time and actually hurt himself. He pulled a hamstring while he was, uh, I believe they said when the ball was in the air, that's when he hurt himself, but he was able to, you know, maintain and outrun the defenders uh, into the end zone for the touchdown, and that's actually why Chris Williams was brought along. This is a guy that's coming from the CFL uh, I, I believe he played for Tressman uh in Toronto. Montreal, not Toronto, Montreal. But uh, he was brought in more to be kind of uh or at least um uh compete for uh the 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 right to be the heir apparent to Devin Hester uh in the uh kick return uh game. Obviously having a, a hamstring injury is gonna hamper that a bit, but he did cause some fireworks on uh Friday night with that big touchdown. Uh, catch so um you know that was the big uh the big catch from him and then uh clausen uh, threw another touchdown pass towards the end of the third quarter that gave the bears the lead for good uh michael spurlock who's also in camp more as a kick returner uh you know trying to win that job uh, i believe we got him from tampa bay uh, is where he we pulled him in from uh 22 yard pass from uh jimmy clausen to give the bears the lead 31 to 28 the bears had a field goal in the fourth quarter to win it 34 uh, to 28 so the good stuff uh, for the bears uh, overall all four quarterbacks including our draft choice david fails who was five for seven uh, ended up throwing a, a rookie interception uh, in the game Thir- uh, 29 of 44 399 yards passing and four touchdowns from our quarterbacks everybody but fails through a touchdown pass uh, in that one our leading rusher of the game was Jordan Lynch the converted quarterback from Northern Illinois seven carries for 24 yards and looked good he didn't look like a quarterback who's playing running back or anything like that uh, he's a shorter stockier guy so he maybe he's put on some some weight some you know lifted some extra weights to get a bit bulkier but he did look good even though he was going up against third and fourth string guys. Uh, Kadim Carey, our fourth round uh, draft choice from the University of Arizona, ten carries uh, for twenty three yards. So not the most impressive, but he did look sharp at times um, when he was running the football. Uh, Michael Ford didn't play as soon as I thought he would. He I thought he would be a little bit higher on the depth chart. Uh, whereas right now, kind of uh, Zach Miller is the the darling of the of the preseason so far. Michael Ford was that guy last year. Not only did he do a great job on kick returns, but he was also playing well uh, in reserve roles and, and running the football. And we thought that he would kind of be the first guy off the bench uh, running the football, other than uh, you know Forte. And um, you know, it uh, he he played like mid to late fourth quarter, a lot later than you'd think that you'd see him. So. Um, not really sure why that was. Maybe he's not having a good camp, but uh, he was one of my favorite players in the preseason last year, one of those guys that we were actually kind of calling for when Michael Bush wasn't, uh, you know, holding up his end last year. Once you give Ford the ball, let him have a chance, uh, unfortunately that he never got. But um, anyway, so maybe he'll get some, some, some more reps against the Jaguars, but it's getting to be a, a crowded backfield. Uh, there with the Bears and Forte obviously being the first guy you got uh, Michael Ford and Kadeem Carey, Sonoris Perry carried the ball a bit, Uh, Sean Drone who we've also signed in free agency uh, as well along with Jordan Lynch and such so some of these guys may make the team Uh, mostly probably a special teamers for the most part but uh, uh, for the most part this is um, you know the running game wasn't all that impressive Uh, 32 carries 92 yards only 2.9 yards per carry so not very impressive numbers running the football maybe we'll do more of uh of a a better job trying to run the ball uh against the jaguars on thursday so but all in all offensively it uh, looks to be like more of the same Uh, for us uh, on the defensive side like I said it was promising especially when the starters were in there the pressure and the bodies flying around really enjoyed uh, seeing that and it makes me really eager to see the Bears play on Thursday night number one when the starters will be out there longer and when we get some of our guys back like Jared Allen to see what he'll do when he's out there so players to watch for in this next preseason game Number one, Martellus Bennett. This, if if he does play, this will be his first action the preseason. How will he respond coming back and uh, you know getting a chance to play again? Zach Miller would be the other one. Him and Dante, kind of like just watch the tight ends for starters. Martellus Bennett coming back. That battle between Rosario and Miller is looks to be heating up. You know, it looked like Rosario was kind of the shoe-in to be the guy to take that other tight end position. Now with the way Zach Miller played at least in the first preseason game and with how well I'm hearing he's doing in camp, the Bears might have to consider the idea of keeping three tight ends this year instead of just two. So that could be very interesting uh as well uh, on the defensive side. Obviously, you want to keep an eye on Jared Allen. Other guys you want to take a look at, Ego Ferguson and Will Sutton, our, our rookie uh, defensive tackles, how they play when they're out there. Uh, Kyle Fuller, who I forgot to mention, actually looked very good in his time uh, on the field uh, for the Bears on Friday night uh, as well. So, And the other thing you want to keep an eye on that was very – the one thing that I find disappointing about the Bears on Friday night was the punting game our 6th round draft choice, Pat O'Connell, uh, Tress Way, the rookie free agent, uh, well actually this would be his second year, but out of Oklahoma, not very impressive in the punting game and the snappers as well, kind of a little all over the place, <sighs> high, low, you know, with the snaps uh, and everything there, so offensively, those are the guys you want to keep an eye on, keep an eye on the tight ends, and who that number three receiver is going to be now that uh, Marquise Wilson is out with that collarbone injury. Uh, he's out indefinitely, so don't know what the time frame is for his injury. I think right now the leader out of the gate is actually Josh Morgan and not so much Eric Weems, who was who was the first number three receiver off the bench on, on uh, Friday night. So keep an eye on the tight ends and keep an eye on who that number three receiver is Uh, is on the field when we run a three wide receiver set and then on defense watch those young uh, those young tackles and see how Jared Allen plays in his first appearance with the Bears and then on special teams the punting battle because right now I think that based on how they played on Friday night I don't think there's any clear leader in the clubhouse as to who our punter is going to be in 2014 so That's going to do it for the week one preseason review episode of the Chicago Bears review. We'll be back over the weekend, maybe uh, Friday or Saturday with the review of Thursday night's game against the Jaguars as we prepare for the dress rehearsal game against the Seattle Seahawks on the following Friday, the 22nd. So. That will uh, do it for this episode. Um, We'll be back, like I said, on Friday or Saturday to talk about the Jaguar game. And until then, my name is Larry D. And this has been the Chicago Bears Review.